Welcome to PR After Hours, your weekly cocktail of news and interviews with leading thinkers in PR, marketing, and business. So pull up a chair in our virtual lounge. Your host, Alex Greenwood, will be right back after this. Why do people listen to PR After Hours? Don't take my word for it. Listen to Joel Freund, CEO of Fluex Media. I'm going on a lot of podcasts and your podcast, the conversation with you is just so authentic and so real that I, I actually enjoy it. I don't even feel like it's a podcast. Follow us now wherever you get your podcasts or visit PRAfterHours.com and get on our subscription list so you never miss an episode. so often a game-changing development reshapes industries. This time, it's not a groundbreaking tech innovation or a new business model necessarily, but rather a surge in the use of weight loss drugs, which has the food and beverage giants on their toes. Um, CEO John Ferner of Walmart has said, we definitely do see a slight change compared to the total population. We do see a slight pullback in overall basket, just less units, slightly less calories. Soon as he said that, early trading on October 6th made it evident. Major food stocks, including Kraft, Heinz, PepsiCo, and Nestle, faced a decline in their shares. Why? Walmart's forewarning about a discernible change in food buying behaviors among Ozempic users and other weight loss drugs. So consider these market tremors. Nestle experienced a dip of just over 3% in pre-market trading. Target, Walmart, and Kroger experienced slight declines of 0.4%, 0.1%, and 0.3% respectively. General Mills witnessed a decline on Friday after a 1% dip on Thursday. PepsiCo and Coca-Cola, their declines were notable with dips of 0.5% and 0.4% on that Friday morning. But even more significant were the Thursday trading dips of 5.2% and 4.8% percent respectively. Kraft Heinz continued its downward trajectory uh, with a 0.25% dip on Friday after a 2.8. Again, that was a 0.25% dip on Friday after a 2.8% decline on Thursday. Okay. The implications are clear. As the popularity of weight loss drugs like Ozempic and Wagobi increases, there is an evident shift in consumption patterns, particularly concerning unhealthy foods, which arguably are a huge piece of the pie for the U.S. food service and restaurant industry. To help us look at all the ingredients of this potential new smorgasbord of challenges, opportunities, and more is Brian Hutton. Brian is a respected food industry expert and consultant. He's been on Mysterious Goings On and PR After Hours before talking about his creative work in product management and design, as well as his love of Asian and European food tourism. Welcome back, Brian. And just dude, it's a lot here. here, but but based on my introduction, what do you think is on the menu for the food service industry? Um, yeah, I, it's, it's obviously it's too soon to, 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 to tell. And, and when you're talking about stock market reactions tend to be, you know, very kind of whipsaw overreactions, because if, if you read a little deeper, you, you know, you're talking of, about a, an impact of less than 1%. Uh, and, and even if, all their estimates are saying if in their wildest dreams, they've got 24 million people taking one of these uh, one of these weight loss drugs, the, the, the impact on the food industry is still on the on the 
high end, still less than two uh, percent of purchases based on hmm. based on some of their based on some of their estimations. <laughs> so, so again, I you know I think obviously too early to tell, but but there there tends to be a little bit of a an overreaction, um, and I you know I there in my belief they may be also overselling the the long term. Uh, uh, beneficial impact versus 80 years of American consumerism advertising. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I, I, my guess is it's, it's not going to be uh, as huge of an impact as there, as they fear. Um, there was another piece of that Walmart conversation that you didn't mention, which mm-hmm. is um, he said he said that their overall spend in store was the same or higher, mm-hmm. just not on food. Right. So 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 here's another unknown we can kind of throw into the mix, which is right. maybe they're maybe those same consumers they're not rewarding themselves with food, uh-huh. but they may be rewarding themselves with something else. I think that's true. Now, now let's, and I was going to buttress this with um, uh, Morgan Stanley analysts said, now look, consumption of soda, baked goods, and salty snacks might be around 3% lower. That's their estimate. But it's, you know, the reality check here is that, you know, if it changes the food economy, uh, perhaps it will. And I think it will. But uh, Peter Bonas, a chief medical officer at uh, Walters uh, Kluwer Health, told Axios that right now these drugs are still being understood. There are many mm-hmm. questions about how users will do on them long term and how long they'll even stay on the medication. Plus, he pointed out right. that the food industry is very adaptable, as you've alluded to, and is mm-hmm. and is used to changing tastes. Uh, sure. Companies can shift product mixes and packaging sizes to preserve profitability <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. But that's where so, we get so here. You. Here, can I interject? Quick, that's, quick, that's uh, why I wanted. Quick, yeah, go. Quick, quick, quick quiz. Um, <laughs> how, how, how many ounces are in a, a a pound of coffee at the grocery store? In a pound, uh, twelve. Yeah. How, how many ounces are in an actual pound? Sixteen. Okay. So, 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 so just just throwing that out there to say yes as as an industry uh you know ch- ch- modifying a portion size to you know if you can shave 3 to 5% off the product quantity then the you know the profits right back there Okay. Okay. But let's, why don't we, can we make an assumption, Brian, though, that this is going sure. to have an effect? And, and and frankly, I'm all for it because okay. Americans, okay. and I'm going to use the F word, we're too fat and I'm, I'm right there with you. And, you know, right. I've heard that they're, they're trying to get to a point and there's some people speculating that people like me are just struggling to lose that 20 pounds. They've tried so hard to get rid of, right. and you know me very well, Brian, I work out five, six days a week. I mean, admittedly, there's some food habits I've got to work on, but it's not like I've eaten a Big Mac every day. And it's still hard to lose that weight. And if they said to me, look, man, we're going to put you on this drug for three months, help you get there. And then you it's on you once you lose it to keep it off with what you're doing. I'm all in favor of trying that. We're not doctors. We don't really understand how it works. But let's let's just assume, though, that Americans in general become less heavy. OK, and okay. and I actually know people who are on one of these drugs and I've, I've eaten dinner with them. And it's amazing. These are people who used mm-hmm. to like hoover up an entire plate of food. And I mean, an American portion size. And now I watch this person 
cut about five bites of steak, had a couple of spoonfuls of something else, and they were done. And they didn't want alcohol at all. And they used to love a good bourbon. It's amazing how that's going to change food and bath if that catches on, in my opinion. So let's assume, right. let's go back to you, because you're a food service industry, you're a product designer, yes. you have several patents. You're What if the mm-hmm. restaurant industry has to adapt, kind of what you were alluding to earlier, would they start right. making smaller um, serving dishes for the, for, the, for the food, or what would they do? I, I mean, there's there's a, a, there's a, a lot of reasons that people eat meals away from home. Uh-huh. So 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 one big chunk of that is convenience. So so going out to eat, what they choose to eat when they go out might change, but the but the the eating uh, the, the the concept of going out to to get something to eat may not. Oh, so okay. if if you think of you know people who work away from home some pack a lunch but a lot don't a, right. a lot will will grab something to eat so so now that's where this may really come to 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 the fore where where a restaurant when restaurant choices are given it may be yes i can do the the the, the what's considered now the kid size portion i may choose a healthy healthier option which is a possibility and, and then the the restaurants may also adapt to say okay we we can't we can get away with instead of having the you know the 6 ounce chicken breast portion we can we can do a 4 ounce chicken portion and and the consumer is still still fulfilled uh, and and so it, and that could cert- that could also have impact on pricing because there has been a lot of pushback on pricing lately because of inflation. So so it may allow them to to you know reduce cost, reduce selling prices, and still make still make some money. So so I, I mean that's that's one. So so then the the other. Uh, another reason to go out to eat is is that very kind of celebratory reason. It's an occasion. Um, it's an occasion, and uh, uh, and so in in those instances, again, you're now you're not talking about a a meal part. You're talking about a portion, and, and whether they take a doggy bag home <laughs> or whether they finish the meal there, right. and and whether whether they feel um uh filled at the end of the meal with with a you know again a smaller a smaller portion um so so in that regard i would say not as as much now i, I don't know enough about those those weight loss drugs if they reduce the cravings yeah. so 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 then that may impact some of those restaurant choices like a, right. a mcdonald's which you know, I crave because those French fries. I can't live without the the. You know, they're they they put something in them. Yeah, but they. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's it says a lot about that that they even now you still like them, even they don't cook them in the uh, the beef tallow anymore. They stopped doing that twenty five years don't, ago. But, but I, yeah, I don't know what they add. Maybe they're at, there's sugar sugar in there. I, I crack cocaine. I don't know, <laughs> but but it's one of those things where where. Um, I, you know, I, I enjoy, I, I like McDonald's because it's, it's, 
consistent. You know exactly what you're going to get, no matter what McDonald's you eat, wherever mm-hmm. in the world. You, right. you, you know, you, you're, it's very uh, consistent, predictable. You know, the food is is safe. And for me, because, uh, you know, growing up, that was a special occasion meal. Yeah. That's a comfort food to me. And so, so all those would a weight loss drug negate that 50 mm-hmm. plus years of, of that type of conditioning or, or, or again, would it just change well, well, how but... much I eat when I buy? Okay. Well, but again, I think my anecdote earlier, if, if, if my friends is any indication, this is a guy who loves food and he just doesn't eat anymore and he's lost. Okay. He's been on it for four or five months. He's lost over 70 pounds. Wow. Amazing. I mean, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking when I I saw him in person. For a a type two, uh, you know, person with type two diabetes, who's in that that morbid obese or chronic obesity where, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, the, the statistic I, I saw from, uh, I don't remember if it, it might've been Morgan Stanley was, was saying that, you know, healthcare is costing the economy $170 billion right. a, a, a year because those, you know, people who have those challenges mm-hmm. and maybe there's a distinction here, people, people that have those types of challenges are higher risk for heart attack, stroke, um, other, replacements. Uh, yeah, uh, other, other issues related to that, you know, that's one challenge. And I think these offer a, a potential life-saving solution that will that will help the economy because it's less of a burden on the healthcare system yeah. and, and well, those type well, of things. But then, you know, but then there's the other end of the spectrum, which I think you alluded to, which is people who have, um, who use this as as a substitute for good habits and right. exercise. Right. So, so you know, it's the cheat code for weight loss. It, it is as opposed to as dude. You see so many celebrities who evidently have used this. And I mean, I could, right. t- I mean, come on. I, I, I mean, I call yeah. it Ozempic face and it's so obvious. We got, lo- <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm not going to, let's just say there's people on TV locally here. I've looked at who have experienced dramatic weight loss in the past six months. And I mean, come mm-hmm. on. And, and that's right. fine. I look, I, I guess I said, if I could get on it, I would love to, because I'd like to lose 20 pounds, but yeah. I, because, but I'm not that people, I don't think. Because I work out so hard as it is so often, um, it's just frustrating me. But those people who, like you say, well, what if they said, well, we'll give it to you, uh, and then they lose the weight, and then they're like, oh, they can't afford it anymore, or they just don't want to get the shot or do whatever, and then they go and they balloon right back up. I read an article about a woman who said what it did do to them, too, and she said, I I always heard – I'm paraphrasing it, but she said it better than this – always heard the food calling me the snacks the the desire to eat was always there once mm-hmm. i started taking this it's just like the whole symphony or cacophony turned off and it's right. amazing it just stops the brain's yeah. constant rumination on food now you mentioned right. something about other things now a financial analyst said that the average passenger weight on an airline would decrease by 10 pounds. United Airlines could see savings of 80 million annually this equates to trimming wow. roughly 17 uh, 190 pounds off every flight, translating to a fuel saving of approximately 27.6 million gallons each year. Wow! Wow! Dude, th- that's what I'm yeah. talking about here. This or is why just make I the want seats smaller. 
<laughs> it's true <laughs> they can cram Again. more people on oh my god i love the way you think but but no i but let me before i lose the thread on this i want to mm -hmm. go back because you're a product i mean you've designed products for restaurants sure. i mean and they're good sure. you've won awards you know what i'm saying but i'm asking you what if we do go as a country what if it does happen let's just say it happens mm -hmm. americans by and large are going to eat less will you have more yes. work to do will they say Brian, design me smaller plates. We want to be more European looking in, in our in our service because Europeans eat what about a third as much as we do per per serving at restaurants. And yeah, and yeah, less frequent, uh, certainly lower portions of of uh, red meat and oh, yeah. small small smaller portions of and less frequent visits to what we would consider you know fast or unhealthy restaurants. Right. Yes, I you know it. it it's uh, it, it's that like that old story of uh, you know the two guys go to the remote village, and 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 come come back and the first one says uh, I you know the shoe salesman I, I I can't sell any shoes, none of them you know no one has shoes no one wears shoes so I can't I can't I can't sell any and then the other guy comes back and says huge opportunity not a single person has bought a shoe yet so so it's a huge opportunity for me. <laughs> It, it's going to be like like that. So so yes, there there there's there will be a, a whole new avenue of of opportunities, whether that's with uh, you know fast food restaurants changing portions, changing the 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 health profile of the food to appeal to a person who isn't triggered the way they are by by super sweet super salty super yeah that you know maybe there's another and you know an, another way to capture that food dollar um and it could be it, it could be related to to portion size it could be or or, or an, an, you know a number of other a number of other avenues it's uh yeah it's it's intriguing you know, and you you said that. So let's talk about the. You mentioned sweet and savory, basically. Let's talk about something unsavory. It's the it's the the land of unintended consequences. And um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I I wrote a note down because I I, I wanted to turn it back to the creatives. A lot of cre creatives love this. Uh, uh, you know, love this show as as I do, and and so as a creative, I wanted to talk about. Um, you have kind of three categories here. You have the knowns. You have the the known things that are that are occurring right now. So right, so right. people with type two diabetes are taking advantage. It's now apparently working as a as a weight loss drug. Then you have the known unknowns. So so there are unknowns that we know about. There there are possibly health effects. So we know that that's an unknown. Um, we know that it's it's possibly going to have an effect on the food service industry. Right. Uh, so one way or another, those known unknowns. And then there's this third amazing scientific category, which is the unknown unknowns. And that's the that's the big universe. So that's the right. universe that we want to kind of ponder on is, yes, what what are those unintended consequences? and And as a creative, you can structure, a, a book you you write mm -hmm. um 
uh, mystery, yeah, (laughs) mystery novels. So you have these known things that are revealed early on, you know, the characters and, you know, things about them. You have these known unknowns, which are revealed clues, but then there's these unknown things that get revealed throughout the, the, the book. And, and, uh, and so it, it's just a, an interesting way to, to look at the structure because as a, as a reader, I, I get frustrated when all the answers are revealed in the last chapter of a book. Oh, I know. It, it, it's just a cop out. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so revealing, uh, making unknown, uh, unknown unknowns, known unknowns at some point in the, in the book and, the, and then as you get towards the end, you're you're able to 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 discover those things. That's that's a, a fun part of that creative process. But but yeah. uh, and, and do you are you you know on, on the creative side? But uh, it, so in your industry, though, let me let me ask you. Let's say you were this this. Let's say you were working at uh, uh, one of the movers and shakers. Because I know right now you're consulting, right? I'm sorry. Let's interrupt here. Correct. What are you doing right now? Yes. <laughs> so yes, I'm I'm consulting to primarily the food service industry. I've been doing a lot of work um, because on uh, equipment and supplies, there's been a lot of merger and acquisition activity, and so when a um, uh, you know a finance company or a uh, private equity firm is looking uh, interested in entering this industry they want a better understanding of what they're getting into and so because they're they're typically looking at they're looking at the balance sheet the the you know the the the, the numbers the ebit the, the you know all, all those uh things but but don't necessarily know who the players are who the what the competitive set looks like what the channels look like um what the trends look like Right. And so they'll they'll bring me on board to uh, to assist them as they navigate that and make a final kind of go no go decision on an acquisition in the industry and, and or, or whether they're going to roll up several companies in the industry, which has become even more common. Trying to trying to to reach this uh, uh, you know a, a size that that makes sense and and a, a lot, gives them a lot more leverage in the in in the in the industry so i think your fingerprints are all over the recent subway acquisition uh you can't tell me but i know i know you're i'm just kidding i know i'm just kidding there's a there's a lot of stuff going on it, yeah. it, it's a it's amazing um i, I don't want to get into details a, a number of those companies are uh, you know if, unless you're in the industry you you, well, you might recognize the logos on the sides of the trucks but uh um like a, a cisco and uh, just huh. acquired edward don so Edward Don is the biggest. Don is yeah. no more. Or they keep Don. The brand or... Well, I think they're going to keep the brand and and make Don the supply side, and make Cisco the food side or center of plate wow, and and, and disposables. That. But but you know it's yet to be seen how they how they uh, well, integrate well, the two. So well, you know, cool I spent stuff. a year recently working in the the trade publications for the primarily the baking and snacking industry and so yeah Edward right. Dawn is a huge name there and sure. uh, it's right up there with a group of Bimbo out of Mexico City which does all of McDonald's buns basically those yeah, incredible yeah. buns which have a lot of sugar in them by the way um anyway I I, I, I was uh, thanks for I took a little alley I want to make sure everybody sure. understood what you're up to now but let's say you were in the chair at a big agency that or a big firm mm-hmm. again like you you have been 
previously. And they're like, okay, man, this Walmart thing came out. You have a big meeting. Everybody comes in. Hutton, I need you to start thinking about smaller uh, stuff. Is that mm-hmm. something that would happen? And if if so, tell us what, what you'd be up to. What, what would typically start would be at, at you know, on the pro- product road mapping. So part of my new product development process is creating roadmaps and and it's it it's usually backed in by saying hey we want to be this big in one year three year five years ten years and and I'll build a, a a bridge to get there and that that bridge is is okay what can we do in terms of pricing what can we do in terms of uh um uh, just ex- expanding the customer base and then what what new products okay so so given that uh then then one of the next steps in that whole strategic planning process is what's known as a, a risk analysis and uh and and there's another piece called a SWOT analysis so the risk right. analysis is to say is to do exactly this to say okay what risks are out there um, what's the potential impact and what can we do to mitigate those risks? Um, so in this would probably be, at least in the short term, would be fairly low risk. So e- even it's it's a very ex- expensive drug, a lot of for this purpose, especially um, primary customer for for a lot of the convenience and fast foods is is uh um tend to be middle lower income not high income so the people that can afford the drug probably aren't aren't going to mcdonald's as much anyway (laughs) so 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 that may be an angle to to take but then there may be a how can we take advantage of this and and there may be some some both products and angles, marketing angles that can be approached to say, even if it's not a real effect, it, it's a per, it's a perceived yeah. effect. So, so saying going to the customer base and saying, you're buying ten and a half inch plates, a, a nine inch plate may appeal better to the right. Ozempic customer. Right. A or a uh, you know a, a smaller side dish may appeal to the Ozempic customer, or the um, the healthier snack may uh, offering may be a better option, or a smaller whatever small smaller portion, or right. you know managing portion control, and and it has two unique benefits. One. You make more money because the portion's smaller. Two, you're you're able to appeal to this, uh, you know, unique customer base. So that's that's kind of the risk analysis. And then on the SWOT analysis, SWOT is S W O T, and it just stands for um, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And so so with this, you could I I would identify what opportunities may exist as well as what threats may exist and and there there probably is a real threat that that uh, uh you know that consumption and desire for consumption goes goes well down. just and, and, and to that point 
I'm thinking about what about like Golden Corral or, or or Olive Garden even. I mean, we're come on, portion sizes are massive, and people. Mm-hmm. And but but what's can we? And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just got to ask you, no, what do you think though? Yes. I mean, I know Golden Corral because I have we have elderly parents. I know what that is. They typically have one size of plate. It's just are you? You're probably saying we probably wouldn't have to redesign plates. We would just see that they would probably be less food waste. I would think if this was a big deal and people would because people and people would just not be going back for like you know plate after plate after plate to plate of food right yeah all, so so all, all you all you care to eat <laughs> options <laughs> are de- are declining a bit anyway they seem to be that they seem to be much more much stronger with baby boomer oh yeah and 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 older generations yeah. than they are with x and younger and so yeah the the idea of getting your money's worth when you go to a restaurant, you know, going there to, to, you know, make them pay for allowing you to work kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 that it seems to be a, those, those sales continue to decline because that, that seems to be a relic of, of that older generation where a, a younger generations t- starting with X and going uh, younger tend to be a little bit more discerning even with even with fast food t- tend to be a little more discerning experiential and experimental in it's their just, food choices yeah and so it's not it's not how much can I eat how many calories am I a- able to consume to hold me over until the next meal part it is for younger generations it's I I would prefer to have, um, you know, go to to a place where I can sit down and enjoy a meal, even if it's fast food. I want to know that where it's made or how it's made, and and feel good ab- about it. For the and most I don't part. have people sneezing on it, and I'm sorry, it's just vulgar. Yeah, yes. It's it's to me, it's a vulgar and it's excess. And I understand you, if you think about <laughs> if you think, well, I, but but to be fair to the baby boomers, their lives were in a, a time of a tremendous bounty in America. Just every, we had so sure. much, but that's why we're. That's why we're all so big now, unfortunately, though. Uh, you know, and I, I I literally knew people who would bring Ziploc bags and, and fill them up at these places. And I mean, and they don't stop yeah. you really because they don't want to make a scene unless you're just obvious about it. But right, it's right. Just, to but me, the, it's the un- unlimited it, breadsticks oh at my God. The, the Olive Garden. I, and, I, and, I, and I know I'm a big snob because I, I use the word vulgar, but I just think it is vulgar. I, I don't I, I'll go if my parents want to go. But they're like, you only had one plate. And I'm like, well. Because that's all I need, and so I, right. I don't know. And I feel like a killjoy, but I just I I don't know. I don't I don't like that stuff. I I don't know. Do, and, and that's you very, think, that's you, very American. Now I will say this: I was on a cruise last year, first time I ever been on a cruise, and of course they have the basically the Golden Corral right there in the middle of the ship, you know. And mm-hmm. I understand why they're doing that in the sense that they want to provide variety for everybody, so they're not all just eating the same meal every day, or the you know what I mean, but. But even that, I'm just you just wonder about the the, the sheer amount of waste that and and the sheer amount of it that goes to your waistline and all that. Right. So sorry, I didn't mean to get off on my uh, <laughs> my jag here. I just I just find that kind of gross. So you yeah. would, but you're saying basically, if I if I could package that part up, is that definitely the companies are probably taking a little bit of a look at it. It's not an immediate threat to the industry or or what's going on, but you would definitely look at proportions and portion sizes and things like that that could potentially come into vogue. Yes, yes, absolutely. That that would be that would be one one potential angle. If you think of you know just multiple avenues, yeah, portion size, healthful eating in general has mm-hmm. has 
in, increased in in the food service industry. So it's a um, it's a it, at least perceived healthful, more healthful eating or healthful options. Uh -huh. um, allergies and allergens is is one as well, and that yeah. it, it, you know, it, and and then uh, um, you know, there's some some trends towards. Uh, experimentation. So, so that will be kind of world cuisines, ethnic th things that are, are, that wouldn't be or typically prepared at home. So, so there's, there's uh, kind of that, that direction where I, I don't know that even if someone's eating less or smaller portions, that, that those would be necessarily impacted, but Let's kind of zoom out a little bit too about unintended consequences mm -hmm. too is one thing I was thinking about, I was talking to someone else about was that, well, let's imagine that we have a lighter, more healthful and more active populace. Um, mm -hmm. And, but we already mentioned you and I about, uh, you know, certain medications make go away. I mean, you know, some people I, might not need high blood pressure medicine as much, or they might not need the diabetes medicine, right. you know, uh, insulin and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we talk about- it, it, well, There's some potential sleep apnea uh, positive mm -hmm. impacts as well. I don't know why you said that looking at me, but all right. <laughs> no, I, no, that's I'm right there with you. I'm a mess. But, um, but I was going to say, you know, and then we talk about, well, maybe fewer hip and knee replacements and all that. But but then uh, this friend I spoke to, who's got about 10 years on us, he said, mm -hmm. well, au contraire, mon frere, uh, 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 people will be active, physical, they're going to need physical therapies. And, he, and I, th I thought about it with, oh, pickleball. I mean, have you heard about all these injuries? Because what's happening right. is, and I think maybe you and I talked about this a little bit too, but I think you said, correct me if I'm wrong, that you've got these people who maybe weren't all that active, then they find this fun game and now they're active and they've never and that's part of it, right? Is that was that your mm -hmm. supposition? Uh, we we had talked about it, but you you may have brought it up previously. But yes, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of uh, fun to postulate. Yes, if if I lose twenty percent of my my body weight, I feel I feel better than I felt in years. Yeah. Then yes, I may go off and do something stupid and and <laughs> injure myself. I think of my, I, my, you know, my, I broke my ankle uh, playing Wii. That was over 10 years ago. I, you remember that story? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I forgot about that. And it was, I, you know, I was getting in shape. I had, you know, went this kind of period after leaving the military where I put on some weight and then I got the weight off, but I wasn't very active. And then I started getting getting active and I'm, uh, you know, running in, I was literally running in place, but it was on a cement floor and I, I, you know, and I, I fractured my, fractured my ankle and it, those, those types of things. Yes. I think will become more prevalent. It makes it, it, it only makes sense. People will try and get more active and they will, they will invariably overdo it or, you know, not stretch properly. Or, you know, if you spend all these years not doing something and then you start, then uh, there's a there's a learning curve. And that comes often at the ex expense of a hospital visit. And, and your pride. Um, yes. <laughs> but, you know, you you um, and I'm not trying to 
you know, doxed you, but I think it's, uh, I'll just say it. I mean, you served in the military and you jumped out of perfectly good airplanes, which probably didn't do your ankles any favors either. It, ankles, knees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was probably some, the weakening happened. <laughs> the weakening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that didn't help because yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll, those who see me know I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a, a big man. I'm, I'm fairly slight of build. Um, and it's, it's not like I'm carrying 60 extra pounds. I probably no, have 10, no, 10, no. 10 more than I want, but, uh, uh, but a, a lot of it had really have more to do with, uh, improper, uh, technique, improper stretching and, and, uh, probably didn't have the best, you know, shoes for the operation as well. And, and, uh, yeah and then there 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 you have it but yes that could that could certainly be an uh an unintended uh, unintended consequence uh, and another unintended consequence that you brought up is is if this is affecting parts of the mind that impact other cravings i mean you could have you could have impacts in a lot of other industries that we're not even thinking about you mentioned alcohol so mm -hmm. so there's that that's a huge huge industry and and so if if people are are drinking less you know think of how much advertising goes into trying to get people to to drink and now that that uh liquor in addition to beer can be advertised i mean they're every so that that's one smoking you mentioned slash vaping you know th think of all the other things that are kind of habitual and not great for you will it affect the gambling industry i don't because know <laughs> it does seem to depress those nerve centers that are there that are very uh open to i don't want to say are weak but they are open to this kind of apparent suggestion suggestion yeah i mean yeah. you know it's true because i like to have a good cocktail and sometimes i'm not even thinking about having one but if i see a friend's having one i'm like oh i think i'll have a cocktail now it's it's right. insidious you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, let's draw this distinction between habitual and, and addiction. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it can become habitual. It, it right. certainly did for me during COVID. Oh, yes. Where it was, yeah, I was doing these, you know, COVID happy hours me too. <laughs> and, yeah. and mixing up drinks. I had nothing but, but time and, you know, alcohol and syrup and, you know, you can, you can make anything. And it, it yes, it, it Maybe this affects it. I again don't know. Uh, phone use might be another one. That's that's mm -hmm. one that I do very habitually. I I shudder to look at my my weekly screen time report. Yeah. And it right. just it's ter terrible. So yeah, it's it's uh yeah interesting to consider. Yeah, I've uh, been watching uh, catching up on the show on Apple Plus Severance, and it's it's an it's not quite this, but it's this idea that uh, they these people they put a brain implant, and they go to the office for eight hours a day, they don't know who they are outside of work, they just focus on work, and then when they go home, they they know where they work, but they don't know what they do or what goes on there. I don't know. There's I'm sure it's a thriller. I'm sure there's some pretty insidious stuff going on there, but uh, right. I just think it's interesting though that just a minor, relatively minor change in your brain chemistry can reap some thrilling and possibly very beneficial things. But I, I do yeah. worry. I brought up the unintended consequences for that very reason is because we don't know. But I, I mean, 
the idea though that people weigh less, they're healthier, it's less of a burden on the healthcare system. Um, uh, airplanes, but of course you you shot that down. Pardon the pun on airplanes. <laughs> they'll just they'll just cram more people on. They'll cram more people on, and yeah. they'll make, they'll make more money. Which oh, sure. I mean, you know, buy the stocks, but yeah. uh... but. <laughs> I don't think physical therapy and, and hip and knee replacements have to worry too much because the pickleball effect will probably buttress a lot of that. Yeah, uh, in fact, the, you know, uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't I mean, we're sitting here being futurists it, for a second. You know, what? Are yeah. We yeah. And now what, what about the long term effect on uh, internal organs, too? I mean, you think liver, kidneys pancreas, all the things that process those medications. Right. So so you get the benefit of of weighing less, which for a again, someone on that high, large end of the spectrum where they, they're having stress on their heart, lungs from being 20, 40 plus pounds overweight right? versus a person who's doing this, call it recreational, for <laughs> lack of a better term, they're doing it just for, because they want to lose that that nagging 10 or- That would or, be me, uh, the 20 pound yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Um, so for, for that, you know, would you do it if it's if they said, oh, you know, this well, could could mess up your liver, could mess up yeah, your but kidneys. Dude, I've, been on, could... I've been on statins. I've been on other medications yeah. that they, they have to they have to check my liver uh, twice a year just to make sure I'm all right. And it's it, the trade off is there. But, you know, here's mm -hmm. the thing. If I lose 20 pounds, I'll look better. I'll feel better. And I might not need blood high blood pressure medication anymore. Uh, my sleep apnea may dissipate at least a little bit. Um, like you said, there's so many trade-offs I'm willing to make. I'm, I'm not not by any means disagreeing with you, but there are trade-offs we make right. every day. Um, sure, sure. On things as we get older, especially. Yeah, I don't know. I know this is but, fascinating. But but the un but the unknown is, you know, 20 years from now. You know, you might see uh, you know, all the TV ads be, you know, did you take Ozempic? And <laughs> yeah. did you, or, all the law do, do you or Do you or a loved one, did you or a loved one <laughs> take Ozempic <laughs> uh, and, and, and suffer whatever, you know, liver, chronic liver explosion syndrome? Uh, did you, <laughs> did you, <laughs> you know, you, you just don't know until, you know, you get, 20, 20, for drugs like this until you get yeah a, a much larger sample size where you've got 20 30 years of of continuous use under under your belt you know there's no free lunch and sorry for the pun you're right <laughs> that's exactly what you're saying but brian um, i'm glad yeah. to know you're you're out there uh consulting um if people want to get a hold yeah. of you is, is linkedin a good way to get you or if they want to that's oh, yeah that'd be that'd be that'd be perfect put your link um, in the show notes and, and we can yeah please please do and yeah. yeah i'd be glad to help i talk service talk trends talk creative talk you do it very uh, well too yeah <laughs> by the I way fun. The the episode you did last time with us on your Asian food tourism and and all that did really well and uh, we got to have you back to talk more about food. But by the way, folks, there'll be a link in the show notes to Brian's previous appearances um, on the shows and uh, the 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 one on the food tourism though, what a blast that was! Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I, you know, and that's that's one of that that adventurous part is is one of my favorite parts of the industry. It's so. Right. It's so much fun. So yeah, if I, if I can encourage people to do anything, you know, set, setting aside the the uh, weight loss drugs, if I <laughs> try try a different restaurant, yeah, at least once a month, right? Uh, pick a pick a culture if you uh, you know pick a culture and and try a 
uh, you know, something unique. You're going to, you will invariably, as Anthony Bourdain said, you're going to have some bad experiences. That's, that paves the way for, for those, those kind of life-changing, remarkable, fun, exciting food experiences that'll help you fall in love with it. Like, like I have. Yeah. And you make a mean bowl of pho and, uh, I can do pho, pho and ramen. Those are two of my, two of my favorites. And, and I've been doing some Korean stuff lately Ooh. as well. Bibimbap, which is yeah. a, uh, you'll, you'll, if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to, you're going to see it. There's some, some great, uh, very tasty, pretty easy to make if you wanted to make it at home. And, uh, uh, but as as those restaurants pop up, there's some a number of franchises that are that are coming. You should be seeing those soon. Uh, go check them out. They're a lot of fun. We'll do that. Great advice as usual. Again, a, is it a game changer? We don't know yet, but I think it's been a lot of fun talking about the potentiality of what it might do with the food and bev industry, as well as things that are all interlocked into our society and our daily lives. And Brian Dutton again is a food service industry consultant and uh, he's just a, a brilliant guy we love to have him and brian uh, thanks again for coming back it's always fun to chew the fat with you always fun thank you for inviting me and call me again anytime you know what that means it's last call here at the virtual lounge be sure to visit prafterhours.com for links to what we discussed in this episode and more be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next time for another round at PR After Hours with Alex Greenwood.